Welcome to the Simple Church Podcast, where we're committed to helping you know God, find freedom, discover your purpose, and make a difference. Let's get to today's message. Everybody, thanks so much for joining us this week. I am so happy that you are here with us. I'm Kyle Smith. I am the executive pastor here at Simple Church, and we are in our Stay Positive series. So shout out to our next-gen pastor, Lainey. Last week, she brought it with three truths to build your confidence. And this week, we're looking at 100 reasons to be encouraged. No, we're not just going through 100 reasons to be encouraged. So it's okay. Let out a big whoo. Because we're going to look at what to do when we feel down and how to encourage others. So I want to start off with a few weeks ago, we had our staff retreat. And sometimes people think a retreat is going to the river and lots of bonfires and s'mores and boating, hiking, whatever it could be to just relax and stuff. And our staff retreat is full of work. We go through every single ministry, everything that's working, what's not working, what's missing, what's confusing to others. And what we added this year was a day of mental health work. And it was crazy. Like it was so good, so emotional. I cried so much during the day. If you know me really well, you're probably not shocked to know how much I cried. But one of the exercises that we did during this day was to write lies about ourselves. And I am an overachiever by nature, and I'm a 100%er, or it doesn't count. I'm currently in school, and so if I'm not getting 100%, I am down on myself all day. And so you can imagine, when we were told to write down the lies about ourselves, that I literally thought, I am going to crush this exercise. Totally thought that. I'm going to crush this exercise. I'm going to be so good at tearing myself down, so good about talking about how I am negative about myself, how to write out the lies that I've been telling myself that I am not the wife that Derek wants. I'm not the person that he wants to be with, that I'm a terrible mom, that Dresden would be so much better off with a different mom in her life. Things like I am not smart enough. I don't have what it takes. People can't hear from me simply because I'm a woman that I don't have what it takes. And those are just some of the lies that I have been carrying all of these years and telling myself things like I am inadequate. And one of the redeeming things about this is that we read out these lies and we got to have this opportunity to have this bonfire and call it like our little fire ceremony. So in my head, it was going to be very ceremonial and Aaron was going to talk about all the stuff that was going on and how we were going to shed these lies and stuff. And we got to crumple it up and toss it in. And that was a really freeing moment for me because I don't have to carry any of that with me. I don't have to continue thinking things that Derek doesn't want to be married to me or I'm not good enough to, to be Dresden's mom or that I'm not smart enough. And so this is one of those moments that I literally was staring at this bonfire and thinking, if I'm so good at tearing myself down and I can write down hundreds of reasons of lies about myself, about myself, what would it look like if I could write a hundred reasons to be encouraged, a hundred reasons to be positive and to build my faith, to help others build their faith? What would that look like? Because I'm in a battle. Everyone I know is in a battle. This pandemic is a battle. Everyone we know has it. 
There's so much negativity going on. There, we see it in our social media feeds. We see it on the news. We see it in our interactions with others. Like, did you see what they said on Facebook? Did you see how they interacted at the store? We talk about the Karens, the women who always wanted to speak to a manager. We talk about somebody who is just rude and complains all the time. Everyone is in a battle. The times are polarized. We see some of the most hateful and critical words fly across our screens at any given time. But I want to share with you that how we interact with others is so important because I believe we are called to lift others, to be a voice of hope and encouragement. And so I want to share a quick story. There's Old Testament and a man named Job, and he goes through a lot of suffering. And I don't just mean a bad day. What I mean is Satan wants to tempt him and God says, okay, you can tempt him. You can take everything from him, but he will still worship. He will still praise. And so Satan does just that, kills his livestock, takes his children. Messenger after messenger is coming to Job and saying, hey, all of this has died. I'm just the messenger to come and tell you this. Your, your kids have died and I'm just the messenger who lived to tell you this. And so Job is suffering and Job is suffering and blameless, but we see his friends show up and I don't want you to just think about some of the suffering that you've gone through. I want you to consider if you've ever been one of Job's friends because Job's friends come to visit and they sit with him, but before they start talking, they sit with him so he can be silent. He can start to let some of it out, but then guess what they do? They start telling him that he's not blameless that he definitely did something because of sin. So they start making accusations. It's your fault. You did this. You brought this on yourself. They're negative, negative, negative. It's all bad. And Job says, I have heard all of this before. What miserable comforters you are. Won't you ever stop blowing hot air? What makes you keep on talking? I could say the same things if you were in my place. I could spout off criticism and shake my head at you. But if you were me, or if it were me, I would encourage you. I would try to take away your grief. Do you have any friends like that? Like you're telling them what's going on about your life. You got some stuff that's happening and they respond like that. Like you did this. You brought this on yourself. And instead of trying to encourage you, instead of helping you with some of the grief process, well, You must have done something. You did something to make God angry. You deserved it. You ever been around somebody who's not the best comforter when you're down? That miserable comforter literally makes me laugh so hard because my husband, Derek, is not the greatest caretaker when one of us in the household is sick. He cannot, he just doesn't even know what to do. It's not that he doesn't care about us, but in that context, he's a miserable comforter. He is of no help to us outside of just grabbing a few things that we need. But it's been hilarious to walk through it because we understand that about him, but it's okay. But in other areas, he is not that person. He is not someone to say, well, you did this. You brought this onto yourself. You deserve this. Because if it were me, I would encourage you. I want to be somebody who speaks words of life. I want to be a voice of encouragement on this side of heaven here on earth. Because those words that we speak, they're full of power. They can build up others or they can crush and destroy them. How would you act differently if you truly took that information to heart? 
pop that into the, the chat of how you would take that information differently. Share that with your watch group or your grow group. Proverbs 18.21 reads, the tongue has the power of life and death. So again, I want to be somebody that helps you build your faith, strengthen your confidence, because I believe God is for you, that God won't leave you or forsake you, because everyone is facing a battle. So are you facing any battles right now? Share those too. And then also, how do you like to be encouraged? And how has someone encouraged you recently? One of my favorite things to get is a quick text or um, a letter. Getting it like a thank you note in the mail is amazing. It's actually one of the things I put into my personal time to send out to others just to thank them and just try to encourage them because sometimes what they're walking through, I may not know about, but I can see good things about what they are doing and share that to encourage them. Also, Love it when I don't even expect it and like a little Starbucks gift card arrives and stuff because I can go grab a cup of hot coffee, go to work, sit and study and just feel encouraged by the text that comes in with it. Like, hey, I know you're going through it. I know you're studying, but just wanted to share this with you because I love you. So then it's a question of when do we encourage? How do we take this? How do we take the time or find the time to encourage others? Hebrews 3.13 reads, but encourage one another daily. As long as, as long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. So that when? The answer is daily, every single day, taking time to encourage. It's not just once in a while. It's not just when someone's down every single day. Because why is it important to, to warn others or to encourage them? It says it right there. Sin's deceitfulness. Because sin is full of that, full of deceit. Sin will distract you. It will tear you down. It will lie to you. It will tell you things like, you'll never be good enough. You'll never have purpose or meaning in life. You'll never have good relationships. You'll never find true meaning. And also, we have to kind of change our view of sin and that deceit by just stopping change behavior of like stopping sin and the behaviors that we engage in. Because also behind sin is a lie about God. Behind sin is a lie about God. And what also needs to change is the belief in our hearts. Because if we're believing that, we're believing something about God as well. And who needs it? Every single one of us needs encouragement. So we can freely give it. So we aren't distracted. And maybe you're thinking about someone who's really good at encouraging. Maybe you're thinking, but I'm not naturally gifted at it. And that's okay. Maybe you don't know how to be naturally encouraging to others. But I want you to remember too that at one point in time, you weren't naturally gifted at walking. You weren't naturally gifted at talking either. You kind of brought yourself up and wobbled and everything and got it together and got better after what? Practice by not giving up and just taking one step at a time. It's such a valuable tool as well. Having a gift of encouragement is incredible because it can help you influence your 20 square feet of influence. And if you think something good, say it, find ways to express it. Take a moment, text somebody and just say, Hey, thinking of you, what you've been up to is great. I see what you're, I see what you're doing. I think that's amazing. Email them. And can you believe it? Even pick up your phone and call them. And even if you have to leave them a voicemail, just let them know. 
hey, I see what you're up to. I think what you're doing is great. And I just want to encourage you by whatever it is that you need to share, share it, take a moment and do it. One of the greatest impacts to me as coming into ministry and becoming a pastor has been some of the letters of encouragement I've received over the years. And I used to keep them tucked in my desk. And now that we're in our different environment, kind of keep them tucked in one of my notebooks for the church. And sometimes I have to take those out, bad days. And just remember that I have done things to influence others, to help them take their steps, to help them build their faith. So I still keep those letters tucked in there so I can take them out because someone took time to encourage me. Send the thank you note, get a pack of cards, send them out. It's great. And it surprises people when they open their mail and it's not just a bill or an ad, but they have something addressed to them and they get to open that up and read some encouragement because why rob them of a blessing? Why? Paul writer of the majority of the new Testament wrote in Ephesians 4:29. Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. And so for us as new believers, that is a chance to learn new patterns. It's taking ways that maybe we used to talk and putting that to the side and adapting. It's adjusting and adapting. And here, especially it's building skill. It's taking a step to use encouragement with others. And what a difference it can make in your relationships too. Because I want you to consider what kind of difference you could have if you owned your 20 square feet of influence. Every time somebody does something good, bless them, encourage them, share it. One of the most valuable lessons I've ever received did not come just from a leader in my life or a pastor or somebody on the internet. It was my daughter. We took her somewhere and this was a standing behavior for us. We would go somewhere. She'd be hanging out with friends and Derek and I would let her know when it was time to go. And she would just have a fit kind of, I don't want to leave and be disrespectful. And we would keep it cool in front of everybody else. And then we'd get to the car. And I know for sure I would turn around and tell her, Hey, that behavior back there was unacceptable. That was disrespectful. We will not tolerate that in our house. We're not going to do that. And if you continue to do that, we're not going to be able to hang out with friends like that. We're not going to be able to go to cookouts. We're not going to continue to do that. And so as she was going through a bit of a uh, period of time, that would happen. We'd go to the friend's house, play games, hang out, tell her it's time to leave. And she'd have that fit. We'd get into the car and I would tell her, that's not going to happen. The time that shook me though, was we got in the car and here's my kid, slams the door shut. Okay. Give me your side comments. And I was like, what side comments? And she said, you know, the side comments, all of the bad things about me, all the things you don't like about me. And I had to think about that for a second because I was stunned, stunned at the fact that all my kid heard was that I don't like her. All she is is bad. She's nothing good. She does nothing good because that whole time, I wasn't talking about good behavior. I wasn't encouraging anything. I was just giving her feedback, giving her negative feedback, criticizing her. So that's one of those times that I learned such a big lesson because as a parent, I want to build her up. I want to instill confidence in her. And I want her to know that I am for her. I am not against her, that I want to help build her up. 
because I want her to grow up and have some spiritual confidence that is so big for her and that she is built full of encouragement and that she has her hashtag Godfidence. I want that for her. And even in our other relationships, what we want that to look like. We can take the time to build up our kids, even now during the pandemic and Dresden going through virtual school, just sharing with her, I'm proud of her for communicating with us when she's struggling with one of her assignments, even if it's missing and it makes me a little crazy, but I want her to communicate openly and honestly with Derek and me. With our spouse, I don't know if you've ever heard anybody else compare husband to husband when they say things like, I just wish my husband would be a spiritual leader like so-and-so. And what do they do? They say it right in front of their husband. Do you think that will build him up? No, it won't. It's going to make him shy away from those things. We've got to celebrate their steps instead of comparing them to others. So when they do take that small step and they decide to say a prayer at, ta- at the table before a meal, celebrate that. Babe, thanks so much for doing that. I appreciate what you've done. When they decide that you guys are going to attend church online every single week, celebrate that. Hey, thanks for being committed to keeping this up in our house. I appreciate that about you. Maybe you do it to yourself. Maybe you tell yourself, you're not good enough. You don't have what it takes. We've got to build ourselves up too. We want to encourage others when we see those things. And also, I'm a firm believer in what is celebrated gets repeated. So if you're encouraging great behaviors and it's just encouraging words, then hopefully that same thing gets repeated over and over again. And then it just grows stronger and stronger. And who needs it most? Every single one of us, myself included. I need encouragement. I know you need encouragement and that's okay. We all need it. Sometimes we can look like we are super confident, but falling apart. Sometimes we have people say those things about us like, man, you just have it all together, perfectly planned out. And yet they don't know the chaos that is going on inside, inside here, inside here, inside my house. They have no idea because all they see is the highlight reel from a social media or all they see is this small text that's like, hey, everything's good. Life is busy. And we leave it at that. We can have all that going on and still smile and yet hurt on the inside. Sometimes we can even be indescribably insecure. We all need encouragement. So where can we look for situations in the Bible that build us up and equip us? Well, let's look at David. Really awesome guy. Here's some quick context. He's coming back from war with his men to Ziklag and whole city's burned down. Been raided. Everybody's missing. Women and children have been taken. And his men are furious. And it says, David was now in great danger because all his men were very bitter about losing their sons and daughters. And they began to talk about stoning him. But David found strength in the Lord, his God. And then David asked the Lord, should I chase after these band, this band of raiders? Will I catch them? And the Lord told him, yes, go after them. You will surely recover everything that was taken from you. So what did David do here? Well, he finds his strength in the Lord. There's the Hebrew word shazak to build strength and courage in God. Because what David did is he relied on 
building himself up in the Lord by remembering God's fullness, God's faithfulness, God's goodness, God's provision. And I know because some of you need to work at getting your Shazak back. And he also looked at the victory after encouraging himself. He didn't go chase the victory and then talk to God. He went to God first. He encouraged himself. He built himself up and then got that word of victory. Because we know too that positive words are super difficult to remember. But negative words are really hard to forget. So like when 10 people give you a compliment because your hair is looking so long and doing all good, but then someone says, but I don't like the hair color or the length or the style today. Maybe that's all you remember all day. You don't remember the 10 people that complimented you. And also what we say to ourselves matters. It's more than we can imagine about what we say to ourselves. We can use words of faith or hopelessness. So we can look at what David did where he had crazy stuff going on, men talking about stoning him, and what did he do? Did he just say, well, this is, this is hopeless. Well, I'm in danger. He sat, he encouraged himself in the Lord to find strength and move forward. He also uses it in Psalms 43.5 by asking, why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again, my Savior and my God. And so we see him ask, and then we also see his answer. Why am I, why am I discouraged? Why am I sad? But I will put my hope in God. We see that happen. Does he say to himself, nah, David, you got this. You can do it on your own. No, he gets his shazak back. And sometimes you got to talk to yourself too. Encourage yourself. If you're feeling discouraged, seeing, going through something that is discouraging, you tell yourself, God is my provider. God is my protector. God is ever-present, all-knowing. God knew before any of this happened. God works all things. And I am trusting that God is working in me and God is working in the people around me. And maybe you're feeling down. Maybe you're anxious right now. Some of us have been depressed. Others of us have been afraid. And maybe it's time to take some time and just write down some of those reasons to be encouraged. Some extra reasons to keep faith as well. Writing out things like, um, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Other affirmations of, I am blessed coming in and going out. My sins have been forgiven. I am redeemed. I am a child of the living God. I'm repeating those things. I am an ambassador of the most high God. And this is a chance for you to represent well as an ambassador. That we can be diplomats for working with God to represent the love of Jesus on earth. Be a good diplomat. Also, be encouraged. Say to yourself, I am filled with the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. I'm a worksmanship created anew to do good things. That's found in Ephesians 2.10. It's a great book. You say things to yourself like, I am a new creation in Christ. Forget the lies that you're telling about yourself. I am a new creation in Christ. Because we're called to be a light in the dark world. 
So don't let your light get dimmed. Be the shiny. Be the salt of the earth. And that's not being salty and how you respond to others. Salt was used as a way to purify and detox. And when you think about it that way, it's a way that you can walk in encouragement to be kind to others. Use that. I am the salt of the earth. Maybe you've had fear and you can repeat, God has not given me a spirit of fear. Maybe one of the more famous ones. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. So those are things that you can say. You can remind yourself, write it down. You can have the little sticky notes. Those are great tools for you. And I have a question. Why? Why, as people of faith, are we so willing to walk around like we don't have any power? Like we can't influence anything. Why do we do that? Because we let those lies come in and we start to believe those instead of remembering the things that God says about who we are. So it's time. Get your Shazak back. That's been a favorite of mine and I will keep saying it. It's time. Get your Shazak back. When the world that we're living in is so polarized, how would they even know? John 13, 35 reads, your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. So when the world is polarized, hateful, critical, what can we do? We can express love. We can express gratitude and grace. We can stand for what is right, stand for justice, because we are people of faith. They will know us by our love. It's a great reminder that we have the opportunity to be the largest voice of encouragement and influence. And I also want you to know that whatever you're going through, whether it's small or big, that those aren't just small power statements to help you get through the day. I don't want to share it just because of that. I want to share it because I hope that the true power and presence of God is enough for you to be encouraged. Because God loves all of us more than we can imagine. He understands our pain. God's words are true. God's promises are for us. God is always faithful. And so when we're down, we can use words of faith. We can speak life. And we can do that to those around us as well. And we have to choose. Am I going to be a miserable comforter or an encourager? Or maybe you're here today and you don't know where, you're, where you stand. Maybe you felt overwhelmed with fear and anxiousness. And I just want to encourage you with some really good news. It's that if you've ever felt guilty about your sin, I understand. Because the truth is, all of us have sinned and we've all messed up. And maybe you're wondering, where do I stand with God? I've done so many things wrong. Be encouraged that God loves you. God is so good and full of grace that he sent his son Jesus who is perfect and never sinned. And even while we were still sinning, Jesus died on the cross. He gave his life. And because of the power of God, when Jesus paid the price for those sins, God raised him from the dead. So Jesus defeated death, hell, and the grave and is victorious. So I want you to be encouraged that it doesn't matter where you've been, what you've done. doesn't matter how dark your, dark your life feels that anyone who calls on that name, that name that's above every other name, when we cry out to Jesus, God hears your prayers. 
And so maybe you're ready to take that step. Maybe you want to be that voice of encouragement to others. Maybe you want to have that relationship with Jesus. You can. You can take that step today, right now, by saying one simple prayer. So everybody pray with me. Heavenly Father, forgive my sins. Jesus, come into my life. Make me new. Fill me with your spirit so I can walk with you, so I can know you, be changed by you, to be a voice of hope and encouragement, and also to point people back to you, Jesus. I want to thank you for your grace, your salvation, this new life, and I will give you mine. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, I want you to know that if you said yesterday, all of heaven is celebrating, having a giant party, celebrating for you. And if you said yesterday, please drop that in the comments. Uh, Fill out one of the connect cards so we can get you connected. We want to provide you with some next steps for just walking out this awesome journey, having this faith relationship. We are so excited for you. All right, guys. And now we have a chance for giving. And I just want you to know that uh, here at Simple Church, we believe in giving, but I want you to know that that you are under no obligation to give. I want you to give because God has encouraged you to do that. We have a few ways that you can do that. One of the ways is through text to give. Super easy. You can text 84321 to give. And then we also have our church center app where you can log in to see all of our events, groups, and to click on give and give that way. Lots of great opportunities to be involved in that way. And I want you to know that your financial support helps us encourage others during this time during the pandemic through the In This Together Fund and also support our local and global missionaries and all the efforts, our church planning efforts. It's a great opportunity and community to be a part of and just I'm so thankful for your continued support during this time. And I hope you feel encouraged. I hope you take some time to reach out to others, send those thank you notes, encourage them, and we will see you here next week to continue on with our Stay Positive series. 